0: Isn't that interesting? Someone who practices sinning, the truth is not in them. But someone who says they have no sin, the truth is not in them either. From Walking in Grace,
1: this is the Straight Truth Podcast. Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Pastor, one of the... Struggles really every Christian has when they think about their own sin in relation to being now a believer in Christ is some instructions in the New Testament that say if anyone practices sin or is a, you know, sinning habitually, they are not of their Father in heaven. They are of their Father, the devil. Mm. Um, at least John says that something like that in First John uh, three. So this question has to do with habitual sin. How do we think? rightly regarding the difference between something that's habitual, a sin that's habitual, and maybe some just regular sin? Like, what, how do we think rightly about that difference? You know, is this what John means by, by those who practice sin versus maybe some other kind of sinning? Um, does that change how we repent or how we apply the gospel to these situations, mm. how we fight sin? What are your thoughts on this? Where there is new life, there are new desires.
0: Where eternal life has come, There is an internal desire to please God. And that means that there are new hatreds and there are new loves. We're taught by the spirit of God. We're taught by the new nature that God gives us when he saves us to love what he loves and to hate what he hates. Now the flesh still abides within believers. So we still battle with sin every day and the flesh can't be improved. It can't be renovated. Uh, it will be as wicked the day we die as it was when we were unregenerate when we didn't have Christ. The, the, the flesh doesn't improve. But with new life in Jesus Christ, the power of sin has been broken in the sense that we're no longer slaves to sin. Mm-hmm. In fact, a new a new slavery has come into existence. The book of Romans describes it as as you and I being slaves of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So, so, so the trajectory, the, the direction, the course of our life has forever been changed. One unbroken pattern of, of sinning that can be described as being in the flesh. There's a difference between the flesh being in us and us being in the flesh. Before we were born again, we were in the flesh, completely given over to the power of sin, estranged from God, darkened in our understanding without the power to overcome sin. The Bible says we're no longer in the flesh, we're in the spirit, if the spirit of God dwells in us. So not only has our legal position before God changed, we're a forgiven people justified by faith in, in Jesus Christ, but we have been changed. And so where before there was estrangement from God, now there's fellowship with God. Where before there was darkness in our understanding, we've been enlightened. And where before we were slaves to sin in the domain of darkness, we've now been set free and we're in the kingdom of God's son. Well, that change results in a new, a new lifestyle, a new course of life. And, and while we still sin, we're, we're not just given over to sin, we battle sin. And as we grow in the Christian life, there, there's an increasing, there's a maturity that takes place. Mm. And we learn what it is to overcome sin. Uh, will never be sinless. In fact, John, this, the same book where we're warned about these patterns of sin, mm-hmm. so let's just quickly read a couple of verses that deal with the pattern of, of sin. Okay. First John 2, 4 says, "'Whoever says I know him, "'but does not keep his commandments is a liar, "'and the truth is not in him. "'But whoever keeps his word, "'in him truly the love of God is perfected. "'By this we know that we're in him. "'Whoever says he abides in him "'ought to walk in the same way in which he walked.'" So one of the ways you test whether or not you have eternal life is, Am I someone who, as a pattern, obeys the commands of God? I have it in my heart to obey His word, and so I strive to do that. Is that is that what characterizes my life? First John three says in verse four, "Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness." And, and, and I love that because what it reminds us of is, with salvation, what has come is a respect for God's authority. Right? Mm-hmm. Think about lawlessness, Mm. right? I don't respect God's law. I don't respect his commandments. I cast that off. I'm living my life as if there is no authority over me. Well, that's not what, what salvation produces. So anyone who makes a practice of sinning, what they're revealing actually is a disregard for the authority of God. And that's not what belongs to a believer's life. Goes on to say, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil for the devil's been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him, the new nature. And he cannot keep on sinning because he's been born of God. So so the new nature has changed everything. Not only should I not, practice sin as, as a pattern. I can't mm-hmm. if I'm born again. And in fact, the Bible says in verse 10 of John, 1 John 3, by this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. So we sometimes want to believe that it's, it's real foggy about who has truly been born again and who hasn't. When John says it's actually clear, it's evident, if you know someone well enough, if you've watched their life long enough, it becomes evident whether they're born again or not. What, what is the pattern, the trajectory, the, the course of their life? Is it one of disregard for God's authority, disregard for God's commandments, a self-willed life? Or is it a life striving to please God that respects the word of God and desires to be submitted to the authority of God? What none of this means, as I said a moment ago, is that we're sinless. Right. In fact, 1 John 1.8 makes this so clear. It says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Mm-hmm. So isn't that interesting? Someone who practices sinning, the truth is not in them, but someone who says they have no sin, the truth mm-hmm. is not in them either. So the Christian life is one of knowing that I'm a, I'm a sinner, I sin, but being grieved over my sinfulness. Mm-hmm and wanting to be free of this. I mean, I long for the day, Josh, when we have a new body that matches the new us and the Mm -hmm. battle with sin is over. But until then, I'm engaged in this war against sin in my own life. Mm -hmm. And what I'm called to do is mortify it, put it to death. Mm -hmm. And I desire to do that Mm -hmm. because the seed of God abides in me. He's made me a new creation.
1: Uh, What's an example of practicing sin or habitual sin in the sense that it would, you know, that, that it would characterize an unbeliever, somebody practicing lawlessness, versus a Christian who is struggling with an ongoing sin that's yeah. tough to get rid of. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would a
0: distinction in several <clears throat> ways. One, awareness of sin. So okay. believers are aware of their sin. Hmm. Unbelievers tend to be impressed with themselves. They're they're not they're not aware of their their sinning. Two, I would say, not only are believers aware of their sin they are aware of the fountain of sin, which is it's in the heart. Mm. Unbelievers focus on the externals, behaviors. Believers understand that every behavioral sin, and there are sins in behavior, but every behavioral sin actually emerges out of a, 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 the well mm. <laughs> of the heart. So I wanna deal with sin at the heart level. Something else that would distinguish the two is, as we talked about a, mo- a moment ago, The believer wants to be out of that sin. The believer wants to be rid of that sin. The the unbeliever is not troubled by Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Now, you can know remorse that is not repentance. Mm -hmm. So God's people know repentance. Mm -hmm. There's a godly sorrow that we know Mm -hmm. that looks away from ourselves and looks to God and wants to obey God. Remorse is different. It's sorrow over being caught in my sin, <clears throat> it's sorrow over the repercussions of my sin. Mm-hmm. It's sorrow over, it's, it's regret mm-hmm. that doesn't look to God like mm-hmm. there's no hope, there's no solution. Mm-hmm. So when I think about this pattern of sinning you see in unbelievers, this is what characterizes it. No, no real awareness of sin in the way that God would teach us. Externally focused in how I evaluate, evaluate my life. No real godly sorrow over my sin. And the result of it is I go on in it. I just keep pursuing it. Mm. Even if there is remorse, as I said, so there's some kind of sorrow over my pattern of life. There's no power to overcome it. Mm. And there's no faith present that looks to God in the overcoming of that sin. Whereas a believer is someone looking to the Lord, not only for the the gift of new life, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of of the righteousness of Christ by faith, but in pursuing Christ by faith so that I'm dealing with sin on a daily basis,
1: as near to me as my own heart and mind. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels. So be sure to check it out.